0: Just incredible. Two, two. DJ Sour Mill. One, one yeah. yeah.
1: Like, I, but,
0: then, I but parking space is just the longest word ever. So you want to say un parqueo, but it's like <laughs> yeah. estacionamiento. Like yeah, it's, it's yeah, just too exactly. much. <laughs> it's like come
1: on, dog, we don't got to do all that. Yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let's, let's, let's condense this shit. Bro. Edit, edit, edit.
0: Yeah, edit. Hey, oh, hey but, you know, man. language is is living, moving, breathing, is ever changing. So whenever you feel like switching it up, switch that shit up. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Switch it up, <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> yeah, got you got yeah. to. Yeah, he got a code switch. Uh,
1: we got we got D smoke in here, man, <laughs> and, and, and we're we're this we're taking Spanish classes we're right Spanish. now. Hey, it's um, an exchange. It's a fair exchange. Yo, wait, wait how did that even come about? Like, where, where does the Spanish come from, man? Is that just yeah. something that that you learned in
0: high school, and you were like, "Yo, I'm I'm running with this shit"? You know what? So, um, I I wanted to learn Spanish as early as like when I was ten years old. Like, uh-huh. two things happened. I went to a, a middle school that was primarily latino right okay. and i also my family took a trip to mexico san felipe some people that we knew had some property in san felipe and and that was kind of like between my friends speaking it and just going to their house and their parents speaking it, and i'm like just lost like damn what's happening <laughs> yeah, what <the> <laughs> right, you that know saying? what i'm saying and and then going to a place where that's the primary language it was like okay i want to learn this yeah, as yeah. a kid you know what i'm saying i want it for myself yeah you know now you know, I didn't know what it would take to actually learn it. So I'm, I'm telling my friends back in middle school, like, all right, give me a word a day, and you know, in a year, you know, that's I'm crazy. gonna be good. I was like, no, that's not gonna get me there. By the time I got to high school, I started taking, you know, Spanish one, two, three, right. And then by when I went to college, uh, my, my major was business economics first, mm. and I ended up switching it to Spanish literature. Crazy. And so, whereas most people in a Spanish literature major already spoke Spanish, and they're really just focusing on learning the literature, mm. I'm like, learning the language yeah. and learning the literature. So the tests don't even really have to, like, after a certain point, the tests don't have to do with the language itself. It has to do with you mastering the literature. Mm. But I'm using, I'm using these books, these texts, as my, my own means to, like, Build my vocabulary, really understand, you know, the grammar and the difference in structure between English and Spanish. So um, by my like third year at college, I looked up one day and was like, oh, shit, I'm fluent. You you just look up and be like, damn, even if and fluent ain't like knowing every word. I don't know every English word. but Fluent is like if it's something you don't understand, you can stay in that language and ask. How do you say it? Instead right. of getting a translation, you get a definition in Spanish. Uh-huh. Like, ¿qué significa la palabra? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Oh, esa palabra significa que una persona, blah, blah, blah. And then you, yeah, in the so language, crazy. they can explain what it means. That's <laughs> just you know crazy. What I'm saying? So,
1: Hold on. How often do you catch—I'm sure we probably have both been in this. How often do you catch people slipping, like someone talking shit, and you're <laughs> like—
0: they don't think You know loud? what? It's only been one time that I remember— and uh, and, and I heard somebody be like, "Man, at my yacht there, blah blah blah," and I was like, Hello. "Hey, bro, you know, I had to call him." But other than that, you know, I think because um, because some people who don't speak it you know, they don't understand what people are saying when they're speaking another language. They assume more often than not that, you know, they're talking about them. Yeah. Like, if I didn't speak Spanish, everything would seem like, oh, this oh, motherfucker's yeah, yeah. talking For about sure. me. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? saying? Like, me. And really it's like, they're like, oh shoot, I got laundry at the house and I got to do to get groceries and shit. <laughs> but you over here like, it. they call me a nigga. I know. It. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when that's not that's not usually the case. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but, but yeah, most times I've just found that people are minding their business talking yeah. about, See, mean.
1: maybe, maybe it's just I was in a different situation. So, so everybody, from what, everybody, thinks I'm white. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I used to install satellite dishes, bro. Oh shit! So, so like a lot of our customers were Latino mm-hmm. because you know the satellite dishes get all the Spanish channels so I used to be up at, bro and honestly sometimes I'm not gonna lie sometimes I'll just be fucking lazy and I didn't want to do this shit so I'd come up with excuses este
0: huevón haciendo shit bro like no pinche gringo like,
1: like shit like that dude and, and, and <laughs> <know. laughs>
0: <used> <laughs> que dijiste de ese pinche gringo
1: right, yeah, right. I go like, like yo uh, you know I, I used to talk to them in Spanish but like hablo espanol you know and, and then maybe they'd be like "Shucks, like oh, shit, you know <laughs> damn. so I was just
0: wondering if you ever but but yeah I mean I guess that's good that, that, well that thank you god I, I wasn't installing satellite <laughs> yeah this, right, right. Like, <laughs> 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 like, like damn lady <laughs> uh, shit yo D
2: Smoke yeah. is here yes yes be in the building uh, Black Habits new album yes uh, talk to us about the new project man
0: man uh, Black Habits is uh, a celebration of blackness it, it follows my family story through um, drug addiction incarceration pops being gone you know long distance love between mom and pops him coming back, redemption uh, being an incredible father Us, me celebrating that and um, and it just has some some really dope moments man. Um, in the fourth quarter of putting this project together a lot of people who I envisioned being a part of it mm, came too. through um, I, I always wanted to work with Uncle Snoop you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Snoop came through late yeah. in the game wow. and blessed the project. Um, Jill Scott came through and she blessed the project with a poem and, and sang a hook on a song that's produced by DJ Battlecat, the West Coast mm, legend. Legend. legend legend one of the greatest to ever yeah. do it you know and um, you know I also the last song we recorded is a song that I did with Ari Lennox um, and it's, it's amazing it's called not,
1: and not only is she talented as fuck but she might be the funniest person in
0: the world.
1: I don't even know her, but bro, just just based off bro, of what I see,
0: she's hilarious. Is she like that in person? You know what? She's a super chill in person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, she's just really warm, like yeah. a really warm person, really really beautiful spirit, and um and so you know she I did go in the studio with her and she had this big ass Akita this big ass dog in the studio
1: I was about to say I don't even know what the fuck Akita, Akita is, is a I thought that was dog. like some religious yeah, shit no. I was like is that a bible like I don't know no, what that is bro, bro. <laughs> it is
0: a it is a wolf it's like a big ass dog and he's chill he's playful but so like I was being accosted by the dog the whole time playfully yeah but um but she's chill you know what I'm saying like she's you know, I think that's how she engages with the fans. She mm-hmm. wants people to see. The people want to see artists let their guard down, of and I course. think people do it differently. And how she do it yeah. is just so entertaining, so beautiful. Um, but I think you know, everybody has their different modes. So when she's working, she's so committed to the to what's you know what the product is going to be what mm. the song is going to be that she's just fully present i, I think she kind of turns off that mode yeah. and goes into like digging she digging gets in deep that zone. you know she gets in that zone so um it was it was a, a pleasure to watch that happen That's you the- know i went in um and i wanted to give her a little bit of what the project has to offer without kind of inundating her with like all that we have already so that her mind is kind of like super bogged down with what I've done already on mm. the project so I played one song um, which is the the first you know there's this, the project is called Black Habits yes. and there's a Black Habits part one and a Black Habits part two two of my favorite songs on the project all of them are fa- my favorites you know um, but I just played her Black Habits part one and then played her a song that I had in mind for her and um, and when I played that you know, she just was like, play it again. And then uh press play again. It heard it all the way through, play it again. And she didn't pick up a notepad, or anything for the first four listens. Then after she heard it four times, she grabbed a notepad and same thing, play it again. Play it again. And then the um my boy Julio, who was the engineer in the session, um, he was like, Okay, she wants it on repeat. So he yeah. pulls up mm-hmm. he pulls up Pro Tools, uploads it into Pro Tools, um, imports the, the, the track into Pro Tools and just loops it and then about 30 minutes later you know she's like she hops up and goes in the booth and starts recording her verse and and when I tell you the lyrics and melodies like it's just it's super dope I'm I'm picky about what I do because musically you know I play keys I write music I've written for other artists yeah. so I, I approach rap from a very song composition standpoint mm-hmm. you know so if to keep it 100, if somebody doesn't approach the song from a from a, a standpoint that I I appreciate creatively, you know, I'm going to call it out. Like, I kind of heard it going this way. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And so I'm always, in my mind, kind of preparing to give that harsh feedback from an honest, loving standpoint. Like, hey, look, you know, I like what you did. Can we switch these elements up? Whatever. Because it's a sensitive process. But with her, when she went in and did what she did, I was just like, oh let me fall back Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying because she just blessed it she fell right into pocket added the energy that I didn't already put I'm in there being it's called real body mm-hmm. so I'm in there being poetic from some like you know I can give you a couple bars I was like uh, um, told you they only imperfections That's why when I address you, it's only respect you got a story to tell. Every scar, every line on your hips is only hieroglyphs. I'm reading your walls. You know what I'm saying? So it's this poem about like, I'm accepting you for who you are, how you are, you know? And so she comes on, does her thing. Like, so she's like, thighs mimic strawberries. ripe for the right picking. Rolls for your Thanksgiving. 4C nappy. You know, start going off. Ends her verse talking major shit though you know what I'm saying like like basically the energy how she ends it is like now let's get it then. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Let's get this shit pop. Let's get it poppin', poppin'. Yeah. Right. So then I then I had to jump back in, like, cause then I you know in between, and it's it's kind of one of them ad libs that's tucked off. I was like, can I go again? You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, you're not gonna get on the song and, and
1: yeah, and and
0: kill like me like that. Like <laughs> goddamn, like I'm I'm over here being like, baby, I accept your flaws and you're yeah, beautiful yeah. in my eyes. And she's like, hey man, let's fuck.
1: You know what I'm it's saying? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and so I'm like. Oh, okay. Now let me jump back in. You know, and,
1: and I'm asking this respectfully. I don't know what your what your love life situation mm-hmm. is, but but when you do something like this and you record a record like this, does that? And this is just me being go super blunt and honest. Like, go do you, you ever it. want to just be like, "Yo, like the energy"? Right? I want to fuck her right now. <laughs> you stupid. Like, like I, I mean, maybe not in those words, right, but right, but, right. but does does is there is there like a because there has to be a connection there, right? For in order for right. you guys to make that song, does does it ever go? I think it's a
0: I think it's a creative connection. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I think. um, one, we'd be fucking our lives up if every time we did a song, <laughs> we, had to, we had to do the shit that the song is about. You know what I'm saying? I'm from Inglewood. It's like, if I talk about having a pistol on me, I ain't just, I'm just i not fucking carrying this shit in the building right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, goddamn. Yeah. You know, I can't move. If I got to live every single lyric every day, you know, I'm, a, I'm reckless. But, you know, but there is a certain, like, uh, you acknowledge people uh-huh. and you you open yourself to that energy in a creative way, you know, without being like, okay. Like, we can't make a song about fucking unless we fuck, yeah, you know, that's you some, fuck it. <laughs> that's some shit, like goddamn. At, at least that's not me. It might be artists out there. That's, oh, that's you know, sure. That artists out there doing that. Like you know, yeah. shit. We can't collaborate unless um You know, like nah. Yeah, you know what's crazy
1: is I heard I me and you fucking on this beat, right? So, so in order to get to that energy, I think yeah. we gotta make it a reality. Yeah, of yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. Uh, goddamn. You know, to backtrack a little bit, you, you know, yeah. you said you said that you're. You're very vocal when you're when you're recording. Mm-hmm. Um, has there ever been a time when you when you've told the artist like, yo, this isn't what I had in mind and it's gotten uncomfortable and and, and to, where, to where it's like they took it the wrong way? Mm-hmm. Or, or has everybody been pretty open to, to your feedback?
0: Um, there were times where like uh, there are songs on the project that have features on them. That uh, there were other people who had recorded that part initially. Uh, okay. Um, for example, "Sun um, Sunkissed Child" features a friend of mine named Iguacho, who I met through like UCLA, and it also features Jill Scott. Um, you know, I had a, a, another friend who's a dope artist. You know, who had sang it before, but I felt like that wasn't. Um, it wasn't delivered the way i had in mind because it's a very particular melody. Mm-hmm. It i'm i'm basically that beat i got from battlecat and rants from 1500. Okay. So um you know, i heard somebody i think rant said in a quote like if you listen to the track it'll tell you what's supposed to be there, what fits in there. You know, um at least some tracks. Mm-hmm. And so it was a very specific melody that was in the beat that i wanted to follow and unless that melody was you know, follow with the right texture, then, you know, we had to go back in on yeah. it, you know. So, um, you know, that's always something that people just have to be open to. And, you know, I think... People who work with me know my process, and and I I'm open enough to communicate why I'm doing certain things, you know. So um, it hasn't been something that caused like a major rift yeah, between yeah, people yeah. I'm working with. It's just been that you know some people been a little disappointed. Like, damn, I would have loved to feature. Yeah, that, you know yeah, know yeah. Of I'm course, so, as they uh, should, man. Yeah. Let's
2: rewind it a little bit back to, of course, the rhythm and flow. Yeah, let's show. go there. Let's what, talk. What, about it. what was that experience like, and what did you kind of take away from? you know that experience what did you learn from
0: it it was it was an amazing experience right it was it was like a uh, it was like pledging it was like a uh, it was like being hazed a little bit in certain respects and um first and foremost uh the producers from rhythm and flow reached out to me because of something that we they saw us do online. We created a campaign called Run the Subtitles where I was posting one minute videos where I was rapping in between English and Spanish mm-hmm. to a familiar beats. And that was really, I, was, I had already had a full project done and I was like, look, you know, I, at the time I had 7,000 followers Shh. and I was like, we got this body of work that's amazing and deserves to be in front of a much larger audience what are some strategic things that we can do to grow this following organically yes. and so that's what we did not knowing that it would attract that opportunity and mm. they saw it you know we got some Battle Cat I did a beat you know I did once a week and Freak It you know wow. Battle Cat shared it like hey it's a nigga out of Inglewood you know and you know battlecat from the blue side you yeah. know what i'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. and shows love him and Snoop pushed the line major on like red rag tie with the blue rag uh-huh. like we on this peace movement you know unity movement and but battlecat was like it's a kid out of Inglewood y'all need to check him out you know Jill Scott shared some stuff and different people Tyrese shared it and and um so a lot of the right people caught wind and the producers were like, hey, we see what you're doing. I think it would be dope if you came out and represented the West doing that. And um, and so that's how I got there. You know, um, now I'm not going to lie. When I got there and I was in a room with 32 rappers, you know, on the West Coast, um, I just felt out of place. Yeah. Right. Because I believe that. Real art is not competitive. Nipsey even said, "Like, if you allow yourself to enter a competitive mindset, you're uh, you're removing yourself from a place where you give your unique contribution yeah, to the yeah, world yeah. because you're you're putting yourself up against somebody else, mm-hmm. which is already like not the right creative mindset." And that's so that's where I'm coming from. Like, this is art. I don't. I'm not here to be judged. I'm not here to be critiqued. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm. I don't really want your feedback. You know, with <laughs> all due respect, yeah. they're legends. But you know what I'm saying? And that was that was also my mentality when I stood up there. Like I'm not standing up there to be judged. You know, I actually just lent y'all my creativity. It's like you know what you bring to the table. Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 so, and
1: you know, I, I've noticed that since since you walked in, you 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 carry yourself well. You're you're super confident. Have you yeah. always had that? Like do you i feel like you're not the
0: type of dude that ever gets nervous or, or, or shy or man you know what um I don't get shy I, I can and do get nervous in certain times um it's just because I respect the moment yeah, you know right. I don't take moments lightly mm-hmm. like I think people mistake confidence for like oh you just know everything like no things can go different ways I've had harsh experience that teach me like okay you go into every moment with the utmost respect so mm-hmm. even here now it's like I'm 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 very present, mm-hmm. you know, intentionally, you know. But um, like for example, I was shy I'm not shy, I was nervous in my finale performance on rhythm and flow. Yeah. Like, you know, to the point where my hands were almost shaking. I had to literally as a discipline be like deep breath smoke, you got this, you've been here before. It's the self-talk, the mm-hmm. professionalized self-talk, and then you exhale and then do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And even even Queen Latifah said if you're not ready, do it scared. Mm. But do it, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. um so that's that's kind of the approach and then that's like trusting yourself amidst the nerves, you know. Um but no, I'm I'm not beyond being like this yeah, is a big yeah, yeah. moment. Yeah. But, you know, you I, you still shoot that shot, you know.
1: And, and and digging a little deeper into the show, um was there any convincing that, that that had to go into that, or or were you open to it? Because I know a lot of times, you know, with with like rap shows and, and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it could almost seem like corny. Like, yeah. like oh man, I yeah. don't want to do this shit. That's that just yeah.
0: corny. That's a, uh, an amazing question. So, I had I agreed to do the show, and then they sent over the paperwork that basically said, and and now the the reasons. The show did some amazing things in that it didn't require artists to sign to a major label. There is no contractual agreement if you win that you have to be in locked into this deal. Right. right. That's and that's a big credit to the judges because Chance, you know, Tip and Cardi wouldn't be a part of it if it's like we're not going to put our names on somewhere. You locking these young, hungry artists into some fucked up ass deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's a credit to them. Um, so that part was in the contract, but the, there was a part that was basically standard reality TV language that basically said um, anything you do on the show canon yeah. will be used right. yeah, whether yeah. or not it reflects negatively on your artistry huh. right and, and they even probably have the ability to design that moment a little bit exactly and that could get tricky exactly so tricky. so when i said that i'm from the school of like if you tell me something i'm gonna believe you you know if you say whatever you do can be used against you you know i'm gonna be like well then fuck it we're, I'm not here because I need this yeah. like the momentum that got us this is gonna continue so we'll just if I was at probably like 20 of those videos that run the subtitles videos Okay. the plan was to do 52 mm. so let's do 52 you know what I'm saying yeah. so I called them and I said we're not gonna we're gonna pass we're, gonna, we're not gonna do rhythm and flow and that's a real conversation I was I had just gone to a, a Clipper game with one of my managers and um, we called them and like we're gonna pass on it and then um, I think I left a message and then they called back like, bro, it <laughs> was like, no, no, no. <laughs> it was like, look, there are so many people committed to doing this differently. And, and you know, um, I'm proud that I took them on their word. Of course, we're here. Yeah. Um, and and that, that was the truth. You know, I was not wrong for thinking that it could have been something had I not been on watch, because even throughout the whole process, I was still determining what instructions to listen to and which ones to ignore. Like there were times where they were like, go out there, interact with the crowd, hype up the judges, get them, get everybody active and then introduce the song. And I was like, no. I'm not giving you any moments other than performance moments, mm, and that yeah. was' in, that was intentional, you know, and so <clears throat> that was um that was the mindset, so both like us knowing the risks of it mm-hmm. informed how we approached it, okay. you know, and us being willing to turn it down made us more careful going into it because mm-hmm. it was it was times where where I was like, you know, no, this is not this is not going to reflect well on me so let's figure out a, another way to do that smart that's the you know? man yeah, yeah. and I know they respected it too. they did oh, ultimately yeah. they, they did to. they 100%. did and I respected their openness to make those adjustments on the fly some of them took a little more pushing on my part like <laughs> on the sample round not the sample round on the uh, on the um, feature round, when I did the performance with Miguel, I was told I had to be on stage the entire time, even though my my verse is after him doing two verses. And so I'm like, hey, look, I imagine myself coming in at my verse. So it's kind of like this entrance moment, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like features are when you bring somebody out. And I, they kept saying like, no, nah, you got to be out there. You're the contestant. And it was kind of like, shut up and be a contestant kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what i'm saying and it wasn't intentional it was just the pace at which everything moved mm-hmm. on that kind of set yeah. but that pace doesn't take into consideration what it means to be a artist yeah. you know not a contestant you, mm-hmm. you know i'm not i'm not a contestant i didn't come on there as a contestant i yeah. came on there as an artist so then finally i was like look now i was trying to be, be diplomatic <laughs> and say can i come out at this time i'm telling you i'm not coming out before my verse, I'm not a motherfucking background dancer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What I'm gonna do? Two step while Miguel sings his first verse? No, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you yeah, know. So, so then they would. Then I was like, you know, and, and I'm not dumb either. It's like, you you spend millions of dollars on this. We, by this time, we're on the second to last round. You. You don't want to have me in a position where I'm in the mind. I'm against you. I you want me to be on your yeah, team. Yeah, of course. So if you feel if you sense that I got that energy where it's like, no, I'm I'm kind of demanding this. I'm not asking you no more. Like we're gonna do this right. Mm-hmm. And I and because I feel like it's what's right, we can make this happen. Yeah, you know. And then finally they were like, oh, and and,
1: and when when you made the decision to to, to join the show. I'm sure there was still parts of you that were hesitant, but was there was there a point in the recording process where you were like, I made
0: the right decision? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, one, I believe in God. Right. Mm. So um, I looked up somewhere in the middle of the show and I was like, man, I couldn't write this. Mm. You know, this is a this is is so beautifully ironic that you got somebody like me on a show like this, you know, and things are coming together the way they are. It's poetic, yeah. you know. So I, I did look up, and I was eternally grateful for having that moment. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So um, that's, you know, I still look back on it like, damn, that's crazy. We 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 made history. You yeah. know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I, I'm, I super appreciate the people that were people super dedicated to making it authentic. Mm-hmm. You know. The judges they chose had everything to do with me choosing to be a part of it. The network they chose had everything to do with me being a, choosing to be a part of it because it's more of a a documentary storytelling platform than yeah. say a Fox or an ABC right. or right. an MTV. You know what I'm saying? No knock to those, but you understand the politics contribute to what you can come up with. Yeah. You know, whereas on Netflix they had a little more free reign to do something authentic, and they did that. You know, yeah. so that's dope. Man.
2: Do You remember a good piece of advice you got, whether it was from like, like T.I. Did he give you something that you hold on to moving forward
0: um, or anybody, sure anybody, lot, anybody? Yeah. From this yeah, yeah. Well, Chance told me Chance was like investing yourself, mm. investing yourself. Like Chance also said, hire the people that you want to fill certain roles. Like you don't have to sign away stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Tip has said all kind of stuff. Tip. You know, I can't really put into words what Tip has taught me. Tip was—he flew me out to Atlanta like shortly after the show was over, with no ulterior motive. Like, hey, bro, walk with me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, because and and from the beginning of the show, and you know, I I got a rap that says, um, you know, the untrustworthy say trust no one, but I say real recognize real. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. you know, so Tip. I think early on in the show, Tip kind of gave me that eye contact. It was like, I see you, bro. Yeah. And that's he was one a big reason why I chose to do the show because I think he would have that. He could call out the, the degree of authenticity Spotted. after one interaction. So when he when he brought me out to Atlanta, it was for no reason more than to just interact, mm-hmm. get in the studio, chill. Every day, I was out there for like five days. Every day, he was going to these different spots in Atlanta where he sit down like... By himself, no, no bodyguard, nothing, jewelry on, whatever. Order his salmon and cheese dip and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and just chop it up. And and he kind of taught me about what it meant to be famous with grace and wisdom and, and charm and shit like T.I. is a, a real king of the south kind of dude how he, moves, how he moves is dope and I and I appreciated that because like T.I. is the kind of dude that'll initiate conversations with fans before they realize T.I. just walked up on him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, like he'll walk up in there and be like what's up man how you doing today brother Yeah, and they be like wait what what the hell you know what I'm saying like and so you, there's no price you could put on that kind of education on like look man you know your life is about to change but it don't it don't have to change you you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying so I can't say any one lesson tip taught me you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah. and then Cardi Cardi uh, the day I won Cardi was like you know bro social social media is a tool utilize that shit mm-hmm. when people follow you they following you like give them something mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and so everybody gave us gave us a little bit um but you know that's dope, yeah man. it was dope.
1: sorry we, we didn't mean for this interview to be a, a rhythm and flow yeah, that's, all, that's all good you know that I'm was saying? an ex- it was we're, a, getting a little carried away. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the new album black yeah. habits yes um Let's talk a little bit more about that now. Yes. now you you mentioned uh, Snoop, mm-hmm. you mentioned Jill Scott, mm-hmm. you mentioned Battle Cat. Yeah. Um, are these all people that you kind of listened to growing up? What what was the oh what was the, the the music what? like in you know for you
0: <laughs> growing up? Man, you know what? Uh, so growing up, I grew up in a very Christian minister household. Pop, mm-hmm. Pops was a preacher. Moms was a minister of music. So I'm like well versed in gospel music right but then you know pops was locked up so mom is also singing backgrounds for major artists like you know michael jackson tina turner and stuff (laughs) so when she's out i'm with my uncle who's only six years older than me and um you know he's he's on some you know with so much drama in the lbc it's kind of hard being snoop do double like so that's that's how I came up, so the first—that's the first rap I literally learned. That's good. You know what I'm saying? Before I knew what, uh, I got a pocket full of rubbers and my homeboys do. I didn't know what the fuck the rubbers was. I was six, but shit. just eat rubbering. Rubber, and rubber right? Exactly. But so, um, so it was always this kind of this kind of exchange between like okay we getting this gospel music i'm le- learning classical piano music theory and then i'm sneaking something one of the older homies give me this my my older uncle gave me Snoop my uh my older brother put me up on Outkast you okay. know what i'm saying like um you know my older my other uncle put me up on Dre you know what i'm saying in the whole you know NWA movement and so it was like um it was always like supplemented by different people you know mm. um and and so so to now have like those people on the project is is epic. Jill Scott was something that once I got my own car, I was a teenager and I think it was a beautiful time in music because you still had, you know, Hidden Beach coming out with these. Neo soul heavy content artists Damn, I that that, that were still superstars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? is they weren't relegated to this kind of section of the industry that's like, okay, this is this is smooth jazz. Uh-huh. You know, it's not smooth jazz. It's some of the dopest shit, period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? These are our icons and you know. You know, now to be able to work with them is just, like, it's super gratifying. And then um, the other features I have on my project are my family members, you know. I have... Davion Ferris who's my older brother um who's a brilliant writer you know who's worked with all kinds of people from Mary J Blige, Tyrese you know Usher you know all kind of people uh Jaheem, you know me and him have a song that we wrote for Jaheem that got an ASCAP award um a song called Never you know I wrote it when I was 19 in a, a practice room at UCLA you know so um I got Sir on a couple of songs yeah. you know what I'm saying um so those are the moments I got my mom on a song you know and my mom (laughs) really she happened to be in the studio on a song uh, called Black Habits Part 1 and um, I did the hook right you know black magic black excellence black habits it's black medicine everything black right so I did it an octave lower she got in and sang an an octave higher right and then she stacked her parts did like you know four doubles pan two to each side and then we listened to it and I was like wait hold on I told the engineer I was like mute mine. And then I listened back to hers by itself and I was like she like she had as a as a grown ass woman she had captured the energy of like hip hop rap feel and but she's still singing it in these melodies like she's a professional professional yeah so to to be able to adjust to that degree where it's like i don't even want my own voice in there Mm -hmm. you know so on that song which is one of the biggest songs on the project you know that's what you're gonna hear you know and those are the moments i'm i'm most proud of um but but we've curated a body of work that's just like that's timeless Yeah, yeah and that's we we can more so than giving you know the people the ammunition like the radio uh, heads and the DJs, what they need so that they can make certain plays, business mm. plays with the music to make a timeless body of work is first order of business. And yeah. we did that. Yeah. And we were able to do, you know, give them something for the DJs, for the clubs, for the, you know, and so that's what I'm most excited about. But, but, um, yeah, we got a, a good support system. We got Mars from 1500 on fly. Yes. And that's the first single that we dropped. And that uh, we intentionally went another direction. You know, we took the, uh, Mr. Roger approach, mm-hmm. you know, when the world is speeding up, you slow it down. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Bring them home so that they can really live with it and then speed it back up with the no commas you know produced by Jay Pounds and you know so man,
2: you got some real
0: heat man got some man. heat, man. Some heat dope, so, man he
2: worked with some super talented yes. people yes Jason
0: Pounds DK the Punisher Siege Monstrosity Ooh. DJ Battle Cat you know Mars from 1500 uh, Nick Sarazen, um, Beast from London who did uh, he did Classic Man for oh, Jadena, okay. um, and then I produce some things on there, you know. Yep. And I got musical, so in the performances, people people will be able to tell what I did because I actually sit down and play, mm. so that they can feel um, the intent behind the song or how it came together. Yeah, the that's what's up, man. The the, 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 yeah, the Sorry. musical journey very started
1: early. very early, very early, very early in Inglewood, um, mm. old home of the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, is there. I, I have a few homies that are from inglewood who who hate the Lakers because they moved out of Inglewood. Did you ever feel any any like resentment like like man mm-hmm.
0: no, no, we didn't feel any resentment it, that would be hard because the year the Lakers went to Staples is also the year that that Fantastic. Phil Jackson came and is also yeah. the year that they started winning that so first it's like of the to go from like yeah. I was a Laker fan when they was losing and now they winning now I'm mad like, <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Do you, I, do you have a favorite era of the Lakers? Man uh, I'm gonna go with yeah the, the three-peat was, was beautiful to watch Man. oh my goodness Ooh. and I was in high school yeah. so you gotta imagine how inspiring that is for a young kid that's like that was rocking the Laker jersey bro, when, I mean, when, when Kobe was missing like, the three you, pointers. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Bro, hell yeah. yeah against Utah, was, man. Yeah. I remember that yeah. shit. I was listening to that shit on the radio, yeah. bro. Man, me and the bro snuck into the forum. Like, we, were, I was small enough. I was in eighth grade, you know, when, when the Lakers lost. They got swept by the Spurs, mm. and the last game they lost That's was cool. at the forum. And, um,. And I was still small enough to stand outside the farm and be like, you got extra tickets, you got extra tickets, you got extra tickets. And then finally somebody was like, here, kid, get out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> right? And we would just do that till we would come up with two tickets and me and the homie cheers, rest in peace. We would uh, we would go into the farm and we weren't winning. You know what I'm saying? We were down three games one left. So you could also kind of just like sneak down close to the bottom because, yeah. you know, the... You know, the, the attendants are like, man, they already know that they're going to the forum. and I mean, the, the the Staples Center next year. Nobody's tripping. Yeah. So we damn near on the floor, yeah. like, watching yeah, the game. Lakers are getting blown out. You know what I'm saying? Mopped. But we didn't give a shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because we were in the building, you know, watching them play. You know what I'm saying? And so um, when they went to Staples, no, not I wasn't upset at all, yeah. you know, because then we started winning. It's still L.A. It's still L.A., you know? Um It took me years before I went to a game myself. You know what I'm saying? Um, But when they won that championship, you know, I remember my parents had a Nissan Quest van. And, you know... uh, I had to, so I was fourteen. I wasn't driving yet, but you know they let somebody. It was probably my uncle. They let him borrow the, the van, and we were on Crenshaw. We went from Crenshaw Manchester down to Crenshaw and, Sloss, and crossing through all kind of neighborhoods. <laughs> yeah. Did nobody give a shit? Cause everybody just had their yeah, Lakers T-shirts out the window, yeah. like waving the flag, hanging out the sunroof. You know, so um, that's that's what that was like. You know, yeah. but I think I do think Inglewood. Natives are Laker fans in a different kind of way you know because that's that's the yeah, that's the home in our in our minds it's the inglewood Lakers yeah, you know what right, I'm saying right for years since they came from Minnesota yeah you know what I'm saying or Minneapolis, Minneapolis, uh, Minneapolis yeah. yeah um it was the Inglewood Lakers yeah you know and I still with all these stadiums being built in the city I'm still waiting on the, you know somebody to call out a team and be like look Inglewood is its own city. We gonna go ahead and say we're the Inglewood. This, you know, the Inglewood Rams. Rams. What, right. what, you know, what are we doing? Right. Yeah. You know, don't don't come to Inglewood, make money off of you know the the land, and and then be like Los Angeles, yeah, yeah, Anaheim. Yeah. What's Anaheim? You got the Angels. Yeah. It's not no major city. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just call it like it is. But that's that's a whole nother argument. Inglewood <laughs> Lakers. Do you do you have a, a favorite
1: Kobe moment? Oh man is is there is there one that that sticks out to you
0: man My, the one that sticks out is when he um i forget who was defending him but he hit him with the crossover, drove to the lane. Pippen. It was Pippin, yeah, and he threw the lob the Blazers, up to, to Shaq. That's to one. That's one. But then when he did the, on the fast break, when he hit the hard dribble drop step around the back, the back, and then the 360 oh, was, dunk. Yeah. I, mean, I think that was, was against like, Denver. Oh my I forget God. who was defending him. I think that was against then, Denver. Then um, I think it was one on KG when he drove baseline and underneath, underneath and then dunked it. You thought he yeah. was just going to lay yeah. it up, and he dunked it and fell and rolled. Like, We could go on for days about that, but like, man. Special dude, man. Special. Special Very special.
2: Brought us so many great memories, right? Yes, absolutely. You You mentioned family. It's like, I think about family moments too Yes, on the other side of that TV where yeah. I can
0: remember them like it was yesterday Yes, my grandfather me and my pop in the living room 8, 9 deep yeah, yelling, right. jumping bro. you know all Break ages breaking shit bro yeah. breaking bro grandmama like <laughs> my grandmama is a praying woman <laughs> and she prays over everything bro she will lay hands on the TV for the, for the game bro like dear Jesus I pray that these Lakers win the day like Seriously. and so it was like all ages like kids Running around, teenagers in there, uncles, aunts, mom, dad. So, yes, they did give us those moments, and and gave us so much more, like, like real inspiration. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you, when people, even if you shooting a bucket of trash, it's like you see yourself in them. Like, you know, you live, you live through those people. So I, I tell people that all the time, and I'm like, damn, dude. Like, like since since the the,
1: the unfortunate passing of Kobe, I'm mm. like, dude, I really would not have lived. As happy as I'm living, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, bro, gave us so many fucking mm-hmm. memories. Yes, it's crazy. Yes. So even Selfless. We, we
2: like mutually met, like friends that you come up with that because you had that connection. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah,
1: you 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 instantly become friends. Yeah. Like, oh, you yeah, fuck yeah. with Kobe? Are okay, you, okay, we cool. oh, Yeah, no. hey, bro, all right. You you, all right. you
0: good? Man, I, there I, were people I had to check on, like. Because I thought of those moments. Yeah. And it's like I'm a I'm a fan myself, a real one. Like yeah. number eight. I got pictures where it's like me and my young homie. I bought my, my nephew a jersey and we oh, went gosh. to back when there was still these photo uh parlors where you could go yeah. get the little oh, wallet yeah. size printed star shot you go something. you go around you yeah, sign yeah. the back of them and give it to your friend like here you go i went to the photo <laughs> yeah.
2: you know what i'm saying like it's a me and my summer. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly. don't ever
0: change right don't ever change you stupid keep, keep in touch <laughs> right <laughs> exactly so I, uh, you know <laughs> I, I i was that kind of fan but you know um Man, I forgot where I was going with yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, just
1: just the the, the 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 memories that that, that yeah, the you real know,
0: real memories, man. That
1: that he brought, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure to to each and every person yeah, who man. who grew up watching the Lakers, man. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I, d- I did want to ask about one more experience before before you get out of here, because yes. as a fan of yours and a fan of hip hop and a fan of the moments in general, I was excited when I seen the picture of you
0: and Dr. Dre. Oh yes, I don't know if that was the first time you met him. Um, it, so it was it. The picture where I'm in the blazer, that yeah, was the like, first I think was time Game, I met it. Was it Games birthday? Yes, Day? yes. So first off, shout out to Game. Yeah. Game was the first person to hit me up to be like, Smoke, what you did for the West for the rap world was yeah. special. Yeah. Right? Because you you made you legitimized this platform that previously wasn't there, yeah. you know, and you made it look good for the whole culture. Mm. Yeah. Come through, I'm closing out my album. Yes. It's pretty much done but I'll find a space for you and he played me the whole album and I was like oh it is done but he found a space for you know what I'm saying so shout out to Game for doing that because that was just real shit you know what I'm saying and um and again he's become one of those mentors also you know down to like when we when we working out the paperwork and it's probably shit I you know may not should say on radio but it's like he's like you know just let me know what you want I'm like all right well it's it's two verses and a hook you did a verse and a hook so you're entitled in my opinion to more than fifty percent of the writer's share yeah so I'm like you know give me fifteen percent like say the producer gets fifty percent then the writers split fifty percent mm-hmm. I'm like give me fifteen percent you get thirty five and call it a day he's like. Nah, what we gonna do, we gonna do We gonna 25-25. So basically, the writer share, we splitting down the middle. Damn. And he was like, yeah, you know, he was like, uh, he said, greedy motherfuckers hang themselves when it's said and done. You know what I'm saying? This real nigga shit, bro, I appreciate you being a part of it. Oh, and that was that conversation. That's dope. You bro. know what I'm saying? So I, I have to tell that story because so many other stories make it in, and those ones, he didn't do that so that I can come up here yeah, and tell so y'all about it. about it. He right. did that because between me and him, it was It's just real nigga shit. Yeah. You know, so um, shout out to Game. Game hit me like, hey, the party's here. And he's he's hit me consistently. Mm-hmm. The party's here. I'm, I have a show over here. It's a Christmas party over here. You know what I'm saying? And so um, it was because of Game that I met Dr. Dre for the first time. And Dr. Dre, you know, what's funny is, you know, people, when I meet them, it's like I meet them twice in the same moment. Like, I meet Dr. Dre, he's like, oh, what's up? And I'm like, my name's Smoke. He like, Oh, what's up? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I know who you are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It just yeah. switched up. And so we had that moment. Then then he was like, oh, yeah. You know, I was like, can I get a picture? He's like, of course. We took the picture. Then, um, then two days later, he was in with one of my homies, Julio, who also mixed on the project. And Julio was like, you know, the dude that you met is my bro. He was like, man, bring him in, you know? He called me when I was getting in with Los Racas And I was literally on my way to a session with Los Raccas, this, this rap duo from Panama who's yeah. super dope, who I was a fan of theirs, you know, when I just started rapping in Spanish. And so I've been meaning to get in with them. Dre hits me like, pull up to the studio. And I had to really, I had to tell Dre like, I can't break my word to the bros. So I can't do it tonight. Which most people would be like, motherfucker, cancel them yeah, and go to bro. Dr. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. But, but, they're also only in town for a limited time. So I'm yeah. like, Dre, if anybody's gonna understand, yeah. you will, you're gonna respect me keeping my word, right? Yeah. You know, Dre lives out here, so mm-hmm. I'm like so I'm like, let me know when is another time I can do this. He was like, For sure you know. And then the next day it was like he was like smoke you free now I was like yep you know so then I pulled up you know he put on some beats let me know what they was working on I can't say what that is but I got a verse <laughs> on some shit and um I hope to be able to share it with the world but um but that was an interesting experience because Dre um you see why he's why he's a legend it's no mistake mm-hmm. And that goes for everybody who makes it to that level, To down to Cardi B filming with her. Like, a lot of people want, like to minimize it to, like, uh, oh, she's a personality and people love her personality, yeah. so she won. Like, no. Mm. It's no accident. You know, she's smart.
2: Yeah.
0: 100%. Brilliant. You she know what I'm what saying? She's doing. She knows exactly what she's doing. Mm. It's her formula. Yeah. You know, and it works. Yeah. So, and Dre, it's no accident. Dre, um,. Even when I was recording the verse, I learned so much in that moment. And that's the beauty of where I'm at now. It's like, okay, I deserve to be here. But you learn that the people who make it to the next level are the ones who are flexible to keep growing in the moment. Mm. You're not afraid of being open to grow in that moment. So Dre is like, uh, he stacked vocals in a different way. Dre wants to go line for line and be like... I want the delivery to be like, you know what I'm saying, like, like, and he would be like, "Go back and run it, go back and run it," and I'm like, "Shit, here we go, all right, you know." But it's then like once boot camp, boot camp, mm-hmm. you know, and but then once it came out at the end, I was like, "Oh, this shit, hard." You know what <laughs> yeah. what I'm he was right. It was, it was dope, yeah, man. But that was a wonderful experience working with Dre, you know, and then working with Snoop. Snoop gave me game, yeah. Game. game like Snoop was like hey bro when you went out to Japan do you think you touched everybody that wanted to see you when you was out there and I was like no it's like bro this is how you collect multiple bags when you leave the country <laughs> and I'm not going to say that that you know that advice but it was just like it's it's so dope to meet people who wish you well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're they're too big to have ulterior motives. Like right. they got theirs They just yeah. want to see you win. They just want to yeah. see you win. Yeah. That's dope. They want to wow. see you win. And so um, I'm in. A, I'm having a beautiful moment. This is is it, I'm right. grateful to be here, mm-hmm. and and um, I, I'm excited to share what unique music sound talents you know, concepts that I can share to the world. And it's, and it's more than music, yeah. Yeah. you know, the visuals, the, you know, I wrote a book, it's a novel that's going to come later. You know, it's a movie that's going to come with that. Uh, I was acting in high school, you know, I was on prior to putting out any music. I was on judging Amy CSI, the district, Boston public, Damn. a movie in Canada called our America. Like, it's it's a lot that that because of this opportunity we'll be able to do.
1: That's what's up, man. Yeah, We're so excited. We're excited to see what two, the future yeah, holds, yeah, man. To, man. It's
0: beautiful.
2: Black Habits. Black Habits album. Make sure y'all peep it, man. Um aside from being an amazing artist, man, you're an amazing dude, man. Thank you. Appreciate thank your you. integrity and your Much passion. Respect. You know you're coming up here tonight to hang with the yep. leakers and, and Power 106. It's mandatory. Thank you, man. Yes, yes. Always open door, bro. That's right.
0: Hey, thank you. That's I'll be right. back. Oh, for Sooner sure. Sooner than later. Oh okay. trust me. Trust me. We're gonna be banging online trust me yeah.
2: hey there we go. go there we go power 106 yeah. number one for hip hop liftoff leakers yeah, yeah.